Kylie asks, have you ever seen the yarn emoji? I have not. But I now just... she has. It's cute. It's nice. It's cute. There are a lot of cute emojis. Mm-hmm. Memo- 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 who emojis. has the Who has the new iPhone and has the Memoji? Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. You have it. I have it. I, I don't know if I have you it. You gotta get it. Memoji. Memoji. So She's cute. <laughs> My Memoji looks cuter than me. No. Yeah, she does, but I like her. What's the intro? So good to see you guys. You too. Oh my god. We're like, would you believe that this is your Golden favorite Ghouls. weekly paranormal podcast? <laughs> we're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Dude, you threw me off oh, so oh, hardcore. Oh. I was like, I like what? to have fun. I like to scare you guys sometimes. I was like, are, what are we doing? Here I am I'm in the middle of like, eating a Hershey kiss. And she, she starts recording. It's a cherry kiss. Oh, delicious. That's why your hands are so juicy. Juicy. I mean, your fingers. The fingertips that hold Don't the Hershey. Don't look at them. You suck at it? Don't look at them. You <laughs> suck at it? <laughs> I eat it in, like, multiple bites like a weirdo. I like wow. to put the whole thing in my mouth, and then I suck on it, and then the cherry comes out, and it's delicious. This sounds inappropriate. Ugh. Oh! Oh, what? No, I love it. I support it, and I Do like it. Do it again. Do it one more time. You know what, what I used to do? Well, oh. oh, tell us. Well, this is like kind of off, kind of on, but like I said, <laughs> do it again. And you know what I used to do to people? I would cup their butt when they weren't, when they were like, not like in like a conversation or, or something. Yeah. Sexual harassment. And like, if you do a cup with your hand, like a cup, like you're drinking a cup like of Like a good cup. Like, yeah. And you and you just you just walk beside, you put that on their butt cheek. I call they'll it... They'll never feel it. I call it a scoop. They'll never feel it, y'all. I call it a scoop. But anyways, somebody did that to me. Yeah, it's a scoop. It's a scoop. Yeah. But they won't feel it. But somebody did that to me, and I found out, and I said, Do the guy... <laughs> And revolution. When Don't I, do this at work, people. When I was in Why high not? school, you'd go up to your friend and you'd be like, scoop under their bub. Why were we doing oh, for that? For some reason, when you did that motion, I was like, did you go up their anus? Like, what? No, I would up, never. Up their anus. Wait, so I was like, wait, are you going up the skirt? Like, I'm confused. I would never go up the anus. <laughs> never? Well... <laughs> We'll never say no. Okay, this is the last off-topic thing I'll say. Okay. Other day at work, okay. I was telling our friend Daniel, more fucking sirens, telling our friend Daniel, hey, hmm. Sydney's got this workout she wants us to do today. It's butt and gut stuff. And he was like, oh, that sounds great. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not doing the butt stuff. <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do any of the butt exercises because the last thing I need is a bigger butt. Mm. Oh, girl. But he but thought it was really funny. That is funny. It is funny. And he is a, a an avid listener, so. We love Daniel. We love Daniel. Anyway. Never say never. I'm going to take this bitch off. Here I go. Here she goes you ready? again. Mm-hmm. There will be parties for hosting. <gasps> Marshmallows for toasting. Yum. And caroling out in the snow. Oh, my God. There will be scary ghost stories. And tales of the glories, Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Y'all know it? Have you ever wondered why are there ghost stories in that Christmas song? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Have you ever even noticed that's what they say? 
Also, we have the ghost of Christmas. Pets. Wait for Sorry. it. Jeez, you crazy All right. cat. I'm going to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of this comes from the Smithsonian's website. Thank you, Smithsonian. Uh, I love this Smithsonian. All right, so, Scrooge from Charles Dickens' 1843 A Christmas Carol was not the first fictional character to see ghosts around Christmas. So the tradition of holiday ghost stories goes way, way, way back, possibly farther than Christmas itself. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Uh, okay. A what? Uh, hello. So hello? when the night grows long and the year is growing to a close, the night grows long. it's only natural that people feel an instinct to gather together. And remember the people who are no longer with us mm-hmm. in the places they no longer go. Mm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Thus, the Christmas ghost story emerged. Okay. So, its origins have little to do with today's commercial Christmas that we all know so well. Mm-hmm. It's been celebrated since the Victorian age, so... I love the Victorian. She loves age. the Victorian age. She's got a Victorian hairdo right now. No, I'd say. She does. Uh, yeah, this this is the Victorian. That is know. the Victorian. This is the Victorian. Yeah, Emily does a great Victorian. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, <laughs> these stories—they're darker, they're older, and they're about more fundamental things: winter, death, rebirth, and the connection between the storyteller and their audience. True. Right. So. Um, religious studies professor at the University of Pennsylvania, Justin McDaniel, says Christmas as celebrated in Europe and the U.S. was originally connected to the pagan winter solstice celebration and the festival known as Yule. Mm. Yule. Yeah. Yuletide Carol. The darkest day of the year was seen by many as the time when the dead would have particularly good access to the living. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Christmas as a holiday has all of the elements that typically stir up ghosts, writes Colin Fleming for the Paris Review. So these are real guys who are out here. They're intellectuals. Science. Fleming says, these are the short days of the year and a weird admixture of pagan habits and grand religiosity obtains. There's also booze. People didn't have TVs. People drank. People got to telling stories. Someone told a tale, and someone tried to tell a bigger one, and then, lo, we got the whole ghost story Christmas tradition. So it goes way back to when people were bored AF. I mean, honestly, all of it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. And it makes sense that there, I mean, that there would be more activity, because we stay up late, you know? Yeah, (laughs) true. And that's, you know when it happens, midnight to three. Witching hour. Witching hour. So our friends over at Holly Weird Paranormal, it's another paranormal podcast. What if you're up? looking for someone to listen to, they challenged us to put the ghost back in Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I said, we're in. We never back down from a fucking challenge. So heck yes. Challenge we said accepted. Yule yeah. Yule yeah. <laughs> So, since the most famed stories are fairly long, we won't be able to read those to you today. But a few that I like to suggest Mm -hmm. are Smee by A.M. Burridge, was written in 1931, and it's about a group of people playing hide-and-seek in a haunted home where a young girl died. Does she play the game with them? Does she not? Read it and find out. That one's not super long. I did consider reading that to you guys, but I declined. 
Read it on the plane. Read it on the plane. Read it while you're, while you're traveling home for the mm-hmm. holidays. Mm-hmm. If you're not celebrating Christmas, just read it because mm-hmm. it's spooky. If you're not done yet, say, hold up, Mom. I got another paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also A Strange Christmas by J.H. Riddle, written in 1863. Oh. 1863. Damn. Long ass time ago. Mm. This was actually a lady author, and her real name was Charlotte. Say what, what? So, it's about struggling artist John Lester and his sister, and they unexpectedly inherit a country estate, but it's not all roses. Oh, jeez. You think they got it made. They got this huge estate. They don't. They don't have it made. Hmm. The previous owner, Paul Lester, refused to live there, and he never said why, but locals believe that the house itself was actually haunted by... Paul Lester's predecessor, Jeremy Lester, who vanished without a trace on Christmas Eve 41 years before. Jeremy. Wow. So, spooky, haunted house, siblings. Yeah. What are they up to? Makes you think. (laughs) One one more suggestion for you people. Between the Lights by E.F. Benson, 1912. And it is an unusual gothic horror story set in the sunlight rather than the dark, and it takes place on the day before Christmas. Some call that Christmas Eve. It's a tale of looking back and the healing power of Christmas, and it's considered a prime example of the British tradition of Christmas ghost stories. Cool. Dude, cool. pick it up. Kate, so, Megan, you know? Since we don't have time to share those stories, we're going to get to some real stories from some real people Gathered from around the interweb. How's that feel? I like it. That, that feels great. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're putting this we're putting the Santa in the in the ghost stories. We're switching the letters of Santa and it's Satan. <gasps> oh my god. Ah! Wow. I got one. <gasps> Kylie? <clears throat> this one is from a lovely lady named Scarlet. Which <gasps> is Scarlet O'Hara? Scarlet. Yeah, it's her. Okay. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day, 2008, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. The day started in typical fashion with the opening of gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for family and friends, and everybody departed by 5 p.m., except my sister and brother-in-law, who live with me. They were sleeping in a bedroom at the end of the hall with the door open. I went into my bedroom with my dog, Toby, and shut the door securely. I was just dozing off when I heard the latch on my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister or brother-in-law to ask me whatever they came in to say, but there was no one, there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m., so my bedroom was pitch black. I had left lights on in the kitchen and the bathroom, and there were lots of Christmas lights in the living room, so the hallway would have been well lit. I would be able to see whoever was at the door just by lifting my head. I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow, but just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the eyes. I shielded my eyes and yelled, Turn out that light! You're blinding me! The light immediately disappeared, and I heard the bedroom door latch close. My bedside light is a touch lamp, so I tapped it on and looked around the bedroom. There was nobody in the bedroom except me and Toby. Toby jumped off the bed and went to the door without showing any signs of alarm. At first, I wasn't frightened because Toby is a Dutch Shepherd, well-trained to be an excellent watchdog and proven personal protection dog. 
Since Toby was already up, I decided to go let him outside and see what sis or brother-in-law needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took Toby to the living room to let him outside, and there was nobody there either. So who opened my bedroom door and turned a spotlight on my face? Like most people, the thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. When I first went to lay down, I was thinking how happy I was that my small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas, but it would have been so much better if my mother and brother had still been alive to share it with us. I would like to think it was my brother's spirit stopping by to say, Merry Christmas, I still think of you too. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or find any kind of rational explanation. I'm half afraid that my heart stopped during my sleep and the light I saw was the bright light people report after near-death experiences. Leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance at eternal paradise by saying, Turn out that light! (laughs) I've made a mental note that if I ever see another bright light, to clean up my language, just in case. Wow. And there was an expletive. To be clear, she said, turn "Turn out that that fucking light. light. (laughs) Okay, this is crazy. I love this. I love that story, Scarlett, but it made me think of something that I have never told you guys or like what? a lot of people that happened to me on Christmas Eve in uh, the middle of the night. I got one for you after this. Go so for it. So I, my, if you've ever, I mean, my house is a, it's all one story mm-hmm. and I'm in the corner, like in kind of like in the backyard Yeah. in the corner and I, there's Ugh, like six windows on this side and then four on the no two on this on my other side um and as you know we hang christmas lights up on yeah. christmas so imagine i'm in my bed it's probably like two in the morning because i mean i think i was in college at the time and all the lights are out. If the Christmas lights are on, you can see them glowing. Yeah. You know, you can see outside's glowing. So I was laying there. I wasn't asleep yet. I was probably on my phone or something. And all of a sudden, I see a man. It's a man. <gasps> it's for sure a man. Just walk. A shadow walks by my six windows. What? And then And then I don't see him on the other side. And I freak out. What? Yeah. I freak out. My brother's sleeping in the living room. So I ran in there. I was like, man, you have to go in the backyard. I think there's a man back there. Like, I saw him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the shadow. And, of course, my brother was like, I'm not fucking going in the backyard. Like, if there's a man back there. He was like, let's just see what happens. And so we waited up to see if, like, anybody was, like, trying to sneak in the back door or something. Or, you know, like, they were just in our backyard to, like, I don't know, steal presents. I don't know. But, yeah, there was a man what? that walked out and then disappeared. And never did anything. Whomst. Whomst is he? Honestly, but it reminded, man is this? it reminded me of that because when it happened, I had just turned, I had, no, after it happened, I tapped my lamp. It was a tap lamp, like Scarlet's. Mm, and I turned it on. and messed up. Damn. Mm-hmm. Something happened in my backyard one Christmas Eve. God. What happened? All right, so... Step in some poop? No. (laughs) So, um, my sisters used to always want to sleep in the same room on Christmas Eve, so we would stay... My sisters shared a bedroom, so I'd sleep in their room with them, Mm -hmm. and um, we were in bed, and we heard our parents screaming, and we're like, what the hell is going on out there? Sounded like craziness and then we hear fire fire what? like what the fuck is going on so yeah we said that we didn't <laughs> we we ran out there and 
there is a fire on our deck in the backyard. Oh, my God. And my dad had been smoking a brisket, and the bottom of the smoker fell through and caught the fucking deck on fire. (gasps) My mom walked out there, and at first she didn't realize what was going on, and she was like, when did we put rope light around the deck? And then she realized it was a motherfucking fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is insane, dude. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you want me to tell another uh, story from uh, the people out in the... Yeah. I would love it. Let's tell Christmas Eve, you know? We're on Christmas Eve, I feel. Yeah. That was Christmas Eve night, right? That's... I think so. Because mine was, too. And so... Oh, my story was deaf Christmas Eve. Yeah. You that fire. Brisket. Yeah. All right, this Brisket. Brisket? Jan, did you have brisket for Christmas? Because, like, yum. I think that was the one and only time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We always have tamales, and, like, I'm just not a fan. What's mollies? Tamales. Oh. <laughs> they do mollies. <laughs> oh, my and God. Mom, mom each cuts us up a little bit of molly. We take it. <laughs> tamales are, tamales are totally a Christmas thing. People love tamales. That, I've never heard of that before moving to Texas. I know, it's weird. Tamales? Yeah, for Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's, like, a big thing here. Steve knows about tamales for Christmas, and he's not from here. Uh, Steve, hello. Where'd you learn it? <laughs> All right, Mel. Mel, let's tell you a story. So on Christmas Eve night, nineteen seventy-eight, at about three a.m. in Klamath Falls, Oregon, I was suddenly awakened by a choir singing. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> The house was new construction, miles from the nearest church. I strained to hear any words that I could understand or a tune that I could identify, but I could not understand the language or tune. I did get a feeling of angelic exaltation, (laughs) reverence, and of gladness of heart. Wow. This was truly a heavenly choir, lifting their voices on high. singing Hosanna in the highest in an unknown tongue without accompaniment of instruments. You know what happened here? You know what yeah, happened? it was just... she her mom gave her some Molly. <laughs> she came to an Alston family Christmas. <laughs> okay. I examined the television, but it was turned off. As was the radio. I explored outside, but the singing was not heard outdoors. The way the countless male, female, and children voices in, entwine together, the tonals going from operatic highs to the deepest, fast voices in perfect harmony. God, she freaking knew. It must have lasted about 10 minutes, but it was touching for eternity. Dude. Okay, as beautifully as Mel wrote that, I would shit my pants. Yeah. Yo. If I heard a choir singing. I, I mean, I think tripping. Mel was like, yeah, I Mel feel like Mel. Tripping. It was 1978. Right? Oh, you're on to something, dude. And I feel like Mel teaches music. Because, like, what the... Who? Or she just has a musical spirit. How could somebody describe, like, that? I've never... That's so, so, so eloquently eloquent. described. Yeah. She loves it. Wow. I got one. This is from Caitlin. Oh, tell me. (laughs) What? (laughs) My parents and I lived in a small home that was around 90 years old. It was in a small town called Bluffton in northeast Indiana. The year would have been 1996. We lived there from the time I was 7 years old to the time I was 19. 
From the very day that we moved in, I felt that I was not alone. At night, I would lie in bed with the intense feeling that I was being watched. No. No, thank you. One year around Christmas time, I was having a friend spend the night. The heat had just shut off briefly, and she and I were sitting in the living room watching television when the temperature dropped substantially. As I rose to turn up the heat, the Christmas tree began to shake violently. He dancing. Ornaments were falling off right and left, and she and I were terrified. We ran upstairs and lay down on my bed. My white cat curled up with us, and my door was open slightly. When I gazed out at the dark hallway, I was horrified to see a tall white figure run down the hall. Oh, no. No. The Grinch? (laughs) No. I turned to my friend, and she acknowledged that she had seen the exact same thing. She never spent the night ever again. I mean, Bitch, I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. Years passed and things were uneventful. I became severely ill with a chronic illness and was frequently hospitalized. That's when things began again. Uh, bad shit feeds on you when you have low energy or just, like, bad times. That's, that, that's just a word to the wise. Mm-hmm. After coming near death twice, I began to be able to sense things that no one else could. I once again felt that nagging sensation of being watched. I ignored it this time, and the illness went into remission. Once again, the activity, if you call it that, stopped. When I was 18, I began to experience things like never before. Upon the death of my beloved grandfather, I had become preoccupied with death and frequently visited cemeteries. That's when I noticed an increase in activity. It started out with the voices. What? It was like a television had been turned on and there was a flurry of voices coming from downstairs or, even more frightening, outside my room. My parents were always asleep when this would happen, and their room was right next to mine with a vent, so I could hear my parents sleeping next door. What else did you hear over there? I would get up and check all the rooms, but there was no TV on, nothing to account for the voices. I was getting more and more scared as the voices started happening every night. That's when I started seeing shadow figures. What the hell, dude? You need to go get saved. (laughs) They varied in size, but they were always human-shaped, except for once. One night I was walking out of my room with my cat in my arms when she began to growl ferociously. Uh. She never does this. Mm. She's normally an extremely docile cat, and I was shocked to see her acting so. That's when I looked down the hall and saw the shadow size of a large dog run down the hall quickly. No. We don't own a dog. (laughs) What? We had owned one before I became ill, but were forced to give it away due to the fact that we could no longer provide it with the proper care that it deserved. My cat growled and growled until the shadow disappeared. From all the other times I saw shadow figures, they never took the form of a dog again. Oh my gosh. From that point on, the shadow figures... (laughs) Oh god, I didn't even think about it. The shadow figures were strictly human-shaped, some tall, some child-sized, but they frightened me to death. Girl, I know why. For sure, yeah. dude. I might lie in my bed at night, tortured by the fear that I was going insane because no one else was experiencing this. When I confessed my experiences to my parents, they took me to a psychiatrist who could find nothing wrong with me. I continued seeing the shadow figures up until the last few months that we lived there. I'm glad to find out that they got out. What are you two cackling about? When you said, um, my parents... Brought me to a psychiatrist and they found nothing wrong with me. I went, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Must be nice. Right. As the months went on, I began feeling a dark aura spreading around the place. It was a heaviness, an uncomfortable feeling that I could never quite shake. Sometimes I would get frustrated with whatever was there. I would leave a room and would turn off the light. The light switch would make an audible click every time someone turned it on or off. Each time I would shut it off, the click would echo and I would turn around and the light would be back on. What? Finally, I said in an annoyed voice, quit playing games. Could you shut the light off, please? And sure enough, right before my eyes, the light shut off. Damn. Nope. I would leave. No, no. Well, at least they're listening to her. Right? Yeah, true. One time I shut off the light in my bedroom before I left the house, and when my parents and I came home, my dad said to me, what did I tell you about leaving your light on? And I replied, shocked, but I shut it off when I left. He had nothing to say to that. Another time I was lying in bed when I heard the audible noise of something sitting down in my desk chair. No! (laughs) Not the desk chair! Sure enough, when I sat up, there was a visible imprint in the center of the chair where someone would be sitting. She's thick. Things would get so bad sometimes that I would be forced to sleep in my parents' bedroom like I was a child. In August 2008, we moved to a new house far away from the old house. I have not experienced anything abnormal here in the aura or good god aura is much lighter perhaps it was my dabbling in the paranormal i had tried communicating with spirits had frequented yeah i frequented cemeteries and tried to provoke ghosts ghosts good god (laughs) that had caused all the grief in that house but one night i went back there to get some of my things and i was i was leaving i saw a dark figure run across the yard i drove away and never looked back Damn. All that shit started with that possessed Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's was, all I'm saying. Was that the house on Haunted Hill? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Am I right? All right. Is she right? I've got a story, and the ghouls told me not to read it, <laughs> not to read it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I told her specifically. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, dude. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Misty, which was the name of my childhood cat, <laughs> who was a boy. Who was a boy? <laughs> dude, woke ass. Wildcat. When I was nine years old, I am 30 now. So 21 years ago. Wow. (laughs) What? That math. Math. Superb. Math, bitch. Superb. (laughs) I could not get to sleep on Christmas Eve because I was excited about presents and wondering if my parents had anything to do with the gifts that I received from Santa the year before. (laughs) Emily's already dying. Her smoking laugh. He's in the background. Oh my god. What am I in for? Okay. That night it was hot because the heater was on. I lived in Texas, so I got thirsty. Also, I was wanting to spy. I got out of bed and cracked open my door to make sure no one was out in the living room, so that way I could get something to drink. Emily! It's not even anything crazy. I know. It's going to be such a letdown, but... I'm sorry. When I opened the door, I saw someone bent over. Then he stood up. It was Santa Claus, <laughs> dressed in the red and white getup. Emily needs an inhaler. I know. Oh, Something strange was that I could see the Christmas lights from the tree shining through him. He was taking the stockings down off the mantle and placing them on the coffee table. When he started to turn around to put the next stocking on the table, I closed the door and jumped into bed. The next morning, I woke up and told my sister what I had seen. I told her where he had put the stockings. 
When we went into the living room, the stockings were where I said he had put them. We both turned and looked at one another and froze for a moment. From then on, I have told everyone that I believe in Santa. The end. Emily. Oh, I can't with that story. It's so funny to me. So she she could have seen something, but I will say Christmas lights do play with your yeah. eyes in the dark. The way they twinkle, I can see how you could almost think it was shining through someone. Especially if you have astigmatism. And she's nine. And And you're nine and you really want to see Santa. I don't know. I couldn't... But who put the stockings on the table? It's only been... (laughs) It's only been like the last two years where where I could actually sleep on Christmas Eve. Because now I'm like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. But it took a long time for me to get there. No... I oh no my mom was so upset when I stopped believing in Santa it was probably like kindergarten I was like mom why do you and Santa have the same handwriting and she was like god damn it can't get anything past you my brothers told me they ruined it oh Oh, yeah my mom my mom was real sad as I figured it out way too early Then I had to go to school and fake it for everybody else. That's true. You probably did. Fucking nerds. That was was a great... That's where your acting started. Truly. Like the freaking local star. All right. One more story. Yeah. You want to hear one more? Yeah. This this is from Arthur. Arthur. All right. Let's kick it. My mother, to whom I was very close, passed away in 1964 when I was 17 years old. I left home that year and moved to Ontario from Nova Scotia. Oh, my family's there. Wow. In 1969, I met a girl whom I will call Karen, and we got married in March of 1970. Her name is actually Debbie. In December of 1971, we were expecting our first child. We were living in a small one-and-a-half-bedroom bungalow. There was a fireplace in the living room. My wife and I loved the fireplace, and we lit it every night. It was Christmas Eve, 1971, and we had just finished putting the gifts under the tree, and a nice fire gave off a beautiful glow. On the the tree, one string of lights, which was supposed to flash, had stopped several days before. It was five minutes to midnight when the fireplace suddenly just about went off, and the string of lights started to flash. And the other lights stopped flashing. My wife and I were sitting on the floor and it had become very chilly in the room. Mm. I looked over to my lazy boy chair, (laughs) branded, and a figure was sitting there. (gasps) It was my mother with a big, beautiful smile on her face. My wife, who had never met my mother, said she could see the same thing. This quote-unquote ghost never spoke but just kept looking at me and my wife and smiling. At midnight, the fire in the fireplace started up again, and the lights on the tree stopped flashing, and the others started flashing again. I looked over in the chair, and the ghost was gone. No matter what I did to those Christmas lights, they never flashed again. Dang. What? What? If your ghostly mom, even if it was your mom, was just sitting there smiling at you, wouldn't you freak out? Dude, sounds like a stranger thing kind of thing, you know? You know? It was, it was in, right? The flashing lights. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a true thing. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that. Dude, Christmas. Did like, anyone have a spooky thing happen to them on Christmas ever? I told y'all one. Well, anyone I, out there in the world. This day, I remember the memory in my head. She remembers the memory. The memory in her head. <laughs> in her very head. Not your vagina. But, I don't know, maybe I was four or five. But I woke up 
before everyone else. I think my little sister was an infant or a baby. And I ran downstairs on Christmas Day, and I thought I saw <laughs> Santa's legs. Oh, oh no. <laughs> like, walking from the dining room into the living room. And I ran to the kitchen, and he wasn't there. But, like, I still see it in my head. Wow. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you did. Damn, maybe. Yeah, maybe I did. I don't know. You guys, Christmas, that's crazy. Happy holidays. uh, Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays, you guys. No matter what you celebrate, but maybe try staying up on Christmas, see what happens in the atmosphere. Yeah. Some spooky shit. It sounds like some spooky shit pops off. And if something spooky has happened to you on Christmas, let us know, because we just... We love a good ...can never get enough, you know? Guys... Follow us on the Insta, rate, subscribe. Do all the good stuff. Because we love you. And well, enjoy the time with and your it fam. Helps, but enjoy, but most especially, enjoy the family. And enjoy time with yourself. Yeah. Take a break. Self care, your you're right. Rest for moving. Love that. Yeah. And I don't don't move for you a know, few you days. You don't have to hug anybody you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer any questions you don't want to. You know? Aunt Deb, cut it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, guys. Until next time, stay jolly. (laughs) 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 (laughs)